Theology. Theology. Unplugged. So, uh, so women in ministry. Is that it? Women in ministry? No, let's widen this out a little bit, I would say. Well, I think that's the grab, you know, isn't that the hook? Women in ministry. Can women be preachers? What can, can women exercise authority well, that's over if men? Think, if you think ministry is only that of preaching. Yeah. Ah. But so. we grab it. Or how about this one? If you decide to identify as a woman, are you now prohibited from uh, or the opposite? The opposite. Have? I think that the mentality behind deciding you're a woman would disqualify you. Disqualify you. This this puts you. This I mean, this many more questions. Okay, so so this 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 what we're talking about here today. I'll tell you what. It'll put you worse. It seems like with everything that's going on today in our culture and everything that's happening, it just the things steamroll so fast forward with the culture. Man, you go in the dark ages. I mean, we were already in the dark ages if you held the the view that I hold to at least in this. uh, You know, ten years ago, but now it's like I don't know. You, you you go into the Stone Age period here. It is uh, archaic. It is just I cannot believe there's very few people these days that are willing, and I hate to put it this way, but uh, willing to stand up for their beliefs that are very very countercultural. It's harder and harder in our culture, and this is what we're talking about today. Is so definitely difficult for you to. I mean, you almost have to say it with a blush if you're talking about. You know, I do not allow a woman to preach at our church or to be a pastor or something like that. I mean, you're just like, let's get through this. My face is red. I am. I'm sweating. Uh, I mean, I know I'm going to be in trouble, and I don't want to say this with any type of conviction or authority. But then you do have those people who do speak about it with conviction and authority, and I, I feel like sometimes they overstate themselves, and I get kind of, you know, cringed out by them. So it's really hard to talk about this issue. So can we talk about something else? That's kind of my whole spiel. No. <laughs> and under Clint's authority, I will say no. Because he said authority. it, so gotcha. he agrees right. with me. Okay, so uh, this is, yes, it has to do with women in ministry. Yes, it has to do with can women preach. It has all kinds of implications. But generally speaking, we're talking about this theological issue that two big terms that come up, complementarianism and egalitarianism. Mm -hmm. And I think those are still the two that people use, right? I mean, this is where we're at. There's nothing new that's come up. I mean, every day I look at this, these issues and we have another letter. Now it's LBGTQ. What is the two new ones? M-O-U-S-E. But I don't know if there's anything being added here because as you were talking about earlier, uh, Clint, I think, I mean, this is, this issue connects to those things. It connects to everything that's going on about about gender, gender rights, equality, um, you know, uh, rethinking everything that we thought before about all of these issues and uh, really having to struggle with this because whenever whenever I think about these things, whenever I do these video or these audios like this, my, my goal is not to stand up for what I stood up before. You know, uh, what are we? because we did this 10 years ago. And my goal is not to say, gosh, what position did I take and what did I say then? And let me make sure that I uh, say it the same way and hold to those same positions. My goal always is to try to think through these things with the, the possibility that I could be wrong. Now, some things I get more and more convicted about, but I still hold out this idea that I could be wrong. Uh, with this particular issue, um, I, I, I'm open to change. I'm open to no longer being what is called a complementarianism, complementarian, which we have not defined, 
and moving to the egalitarian court. Um, I have I have studied with that in mind. I pray with that in mind. That doesn't mean, oh, Michael, look at him. He's really open. He's really good, and he studies well and all that. You know, I, I got my I got my convictions, and I got what I've held before. I've got what I've taught before. I've got, you know, a, a reputation that I that in the back of my mind I've got to hold up in order to you know look good. I got a safe face, and nobody likes to change. But here's the issue: we're going to be talking about egalitarianism and complementarianism, and I guess up front. We can say we're all complementarians, right? Yes. Well, yeah, but I think today you've got to define everything. Yeah. Today. So let let's define that. Okay. Well, what does it I, mean? I, I've otherwise? talked for long enough. You guys. Well, define can I also it. say that just on the bigger picture here, I, I don't. I frankly, I don't. I don't like how all this modern stuff has been um, kind of blended into the discussion. Like when I say modern stuff, contemporary things. Like what I mean is, you know, when I first was trying to think about these things 25 years ago or whatever, um, there wasn't a transgender revolution. Yeah. So that wasn't even part of this. So now, unfortunately, people say, well, I'm, um, you know, I'm, I'm just a good old-fashioned complementarian, which means I just believe that biological men are men. Well, that's not necessarily that part of what that means. I mean... I, I ne go back and read all the old books about complementarians. They never said it. Yeah. The reason is they never had to say it. Yeah. It doesn't belong. I, I think we should keep that stuff distinct from the traditional biblical, you know, historic right. discussion like, about as it. As though cisgender is somehow should be incorporated into our hermeneutic. Like right. the notion of that. It's just, yeah, but in terms of the conversation within the church, um, complementarian means um, that both men and women are equal in worth and dignity by virtue of their humanity, that they bear God's image, um, thus making them equal. Um, but they have complementary roles and functions um, that are even innate within their biological makeup and their design. They're distinct. They're but even distinct. when you say they're innate, you're, see, you, that's, that's just it. You're, you're not... The fact that we assume these differences as part of nature means that when you say we have different roles, you're not just saying that they're arbitrarily fixed. Right. As if, oh, men and women are interchangeable and there's no difference, but then these rules have been written up to arbitrarily say you do this, you do that. No culture has ever thought that because uh, every tribe on earth has men this, we're, spe we're, we're speaking in generalities here because most of this general, discussion will be is, in general. It's general, right? General but every rule. tribe will have the men doing basically the same sorts of things. They're and the, the women hunters. Doing the same sorts the of women, things. Yeah. That's not saying that they're all doing everything just right because because the tendency, frankly, I think, of people outside of any other revelation is for men to domineer women in increasingly. Yeah. I, mean, I think that's just human nature yeah. because they're stronger and they can. Yeah, yeah, and that's that is part, that's of, part of the fall. Yeah, that's part yeah, of the fall. Right. And and so I think that but but in terms of na natural you know roles, you do see it uh, just naturally anyway. They don't have revelation to tell them how that works. So, I mean, sometimes I think I, unfortunate terminology because to say to say for someone to say I'm egalitarian mm -hmm. certainly sounds better. If, I mean, if all you give me are those two labels, I'm choosing egalitarian yeah. mm -hmm. every time. Because egalitarianism, uh, means I like that word better. It, it means equal. But so you have to get into the nitty gritty. And, and, you, and you're saying, like in particular, like precisely what egalitarian would say. So complementarian right. says that the two 
There's two distinct genders, which right. we don't even really. And like you said, you do have to say that. They, well, the complementarian, you have to say yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's but, fundamentally egalitarian right. in where it really matters, which is we're every in in, in our in our actual equal. yeah our standing before God and how God views us in terms of our personhood and humanity. Mm -hmm. We are essentially equal. Uh, but a egalitarian would say that yes, of course they would agree with us on that, uh, provided. Well, uh, I've actually heard egalitarians try to say that. Well, well, you may say you believe that, but in practice, yeah, yeah, you yeah. don't. But we'll get to that. But the egalitarian view is not only are men and women equal in value and worth and dignity because they bear God's image, they're also uh, perfectly capable of being equal in role and function. So that's kind of what we're, you know, that's the foundation. Well, here, let me for put it this way. Let me let me throw this out. Try yep. to define it succinctly. Men and women um, are placed in their roles in society, in the church, and in the family based upon giftedness, not based upon gender. So if you're gifted in a certain area, that's that's the thing we look for. So we don't look and say, you know, here's the line of people. All right, all the men over here, these are the things that you can do. And all the women over here, here's the things that you can do. You look at the individual person as a person, and then you assign them their role according to what God has gifted them in. And again, like you said, man, that sounds good. You know, it's well, there could be an error on that one too. I mean, you, you could be you could be complementarian, I think, and like we were saying earlier, take that in such a rigid way. I mean, I think that you know, it's it's um, I see this. I think we all do as as gray area. I, I don't mean gray. I mean as 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 negotiable. In yeah. terms of it's it's non-essential. I don't yeah. know. I think I mean yeah. it's a, it's one of those things that I can totally disagree, and it's fine. And, it, and, and it, I'm it open doesn't to necessarily it. destroy the essence of the gospel or the essence of the church, even yeah. though you may say, but it does have big implications in, depending upon how far you take some of this. Stuff. And, and I and honestly, I you know I I kind of teeter on it. So yeah. There's some I be, only because only because I've seen so many respectable, solid wise, biblically-minded teachers present things that make me go, you know what, that's a good point. Well, see, you should have told me you were in the middle, or yeah, we would have just uh, called this a rainy day, and me and Carrie would have come in and done it, because we don't, we don't want any distinction here, you know? You don't want that nuance, huh? Yeah, we, we I, want I, everybody actually, to agree with you us. You know what? I, I do want nuance. Keep, talk, keep <laughs> talking, and I will identify you as a woman, and then require you to submit to me. And then, what position will you take, though? That's, I mean, as long well, as well, it will be in my interest in that moment. And I, because you know, yeah, if I'm going to go you. all the way, I'm just going to become a relativist or a situationalist, and I'm going to say, because it helps me in that moment, I'm going. Should we stop this line of discussion and get back to the? Yes, let's okay, go. Let's then. go. Let's go. Uh, uh, well, <laughs> I blame Michael for that. Yeah, no, no, no. This is this is good stuff because I mean, we're trying to speak to the importance of it, trying to dig into you know not only how important it is because I think right. it's very, very important to discuss this. This is not just a fun thing we're talking about. It's relevant. It's something that's going on in our society, and your views will be affected. Um, or, or affect the way in which you, you're able to engage things. And you do see tendencies. You know, most of the time, whenever you're a complementarian, I know where you're going to stand on a lot of these issues that are going on. If you're an egalitarian, then it's different. But at the same time, here's just like you said, um, this is something that there are a lot of respectable scholars that are on both sides. It is something that is a, um, what, what do we call them, uh, that are the... 
not the essential, non-essential, but the debatable. What's that called? There's a technical term. I keep, I always forget it. Not uh, tertiary, is that it? Oh, tertiary. Tertiary. Like, like they're not even that's secondary. Not even that. They're thirdly. That's not even that. Peripheral? No. It's okay. something that they use during the Reformation. It doesn't matter. It's just one of those things that does not define us as Christians or not as Christians. But it is something that I think are, there, there are very, very good arguments on uh, the position that I don't agree with, which is uh, uh, egalitarian. I think egalitarian's got incredible arguments. I really do. Really? This is one of those. Yeah, this is one of those things that I do understand. There's a lot of things that you know, like when we talked about the uh, abortion issue. I remember I sat there and I said, guys, I don't understand this. Mm -hmm. I don't. I can't put my mind in the position to where it makes sense. I can easily put my mind in the position where it makes sense here. Mm -hmm. I understand where they're coming from. I understand why they interpret the Bible's passages the oh, way I they do. Oh, I see what you mean. Well, I can understand them. I just don't yeah. think they're very good arguments. Yeah, I think they're good arguments, too. I think there's a lot of good arguments that are there. I don't think there are better arguments than the complementarian right. has. Right, well, that, that's why you're complimenting. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Uh, but I do think they're very good arguments, and therefore I'm just like, you know, I, it's hard for me well, to... Well, you, you can't just close the book on it. You don't just go, well, I'm all done here, it's it's cut, it's easy for me. I think there's, the book stays, it's just still question marks. Like, yeah. There's still things I wonder well, about, like, what about what about that, anyway? Well, let's talk know? about that. What are some of the good arguments for egalitarian? Wait, 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 I don't, I don't want to get into the argument yet, because I want oh. to do one more thing here oh, okay, in defining sorry. this and extend this, because I think that this is very important in, in that... Whenever we're talking about complementarianism, you know, egalitarian, I think, is really easy and good to define. You are assigned uh, what you do according to your gifts, not sure. according to your gender. Uh, but <clears throat> when we talk about complementarianism, complementarianism is you can take the Bible completely away on both of these. And you can say, where do you stand? And you can't say, well, I'm not a Bible person, so I don't take a stand. Yeah, you do, because this is something that is within nature. It's something that's within, uh, that there's arguments that go much beyond the scripture. And so when we're talking about how do you define a complementarian, I, uh, like I started off, I don't like it. You know, we believe that women in the church should not be pastors. That is just missing the point yeah, big time. Is. It has to do with your definition. Let me extend on your definition a little bit. It has to do with the belief that the society functions best because there are certain, uh, there, there's giftedness for the sexes. Inherent to... And, and yeah. here, here's the key thing. Here's the key thing. The sexes are different. I know that sounds crazy. That that It's not crazy that I... That, that, that statement is not crazy. But it's crazy that I have to say that. Because today, this is something you have to get up front. There are differences between men and women. You're a misogynist, clearly. <laughs> well, I mean, and, and this yeah. doesn't mean... This doesn't mean that the, there's not exceptions to these differences. I understand that, but the exception does not create a rule or provide the rule. Um, the exception will prove the rule many times, but it doesn't do this. Sometimes we, we look at this and we say, okay, yeah, there are differences, but also sometimes they're not. Sometimes, like in my, uh, my sister's family, uh, John... It does a lot of things kind of within the male framework, but she's kind of the spiritual leader of the family. And he, she, she's, she's complimentary, but she's the spiritual leader. Why? Because I think she would be better. She is better at it. Now, does that mean that she's supposed to? Well, the complimentarian would come in and say, no, she's not supposed to do that. He is supposed to be the leader because that was what was assigned to him based upon his sex, his DNA. 
And um, now spiritually, he has it, even though she may be better. But even when you say that, I don't think, tell me if I'm wrong, I don't think what you're saying when you say that, I don't think you're saying John should change his personality and become a domineering person, if, even if by nature he was, he's, a more, he's a quieter person. And she should alter her personality and no longer be the person that displays these kind of these kind of innate leadership things. It just depends on what kind of complementarian you're talking about. I know, but what I, I or, nor do I think you're saying you. I'm going, I'll get it all out, and you correct me if I'm okay. wrong, because that's what I, I I know people just like you that you're talking about, and this is what I think. It also doesn't mean, hey, John, throw your weight around more, start bossing her around, and act and be a man, give commands, rule with an iron fist. No, but I think it's 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 more a sense of um, at least at least assume a sense of responsibility and ownership, which, by the way, a lot of women who who have who have more domineering personalities, I think, want their men to man up a little bit. Yeah, they're like, look, look, I want you. Now that doesn't mean they're saying, oh, it hey, does, it doesn't lord mean it over me, put me in my place, boy. I think what they're saying is. I'm who I am, but I and you don't have to be loud and domineering. Just, just you know, show a little strength. Yeah, you know what I mean. Show yeah. some backbone and 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 take take the take the mantle of what it means because I think largely largely headship or whatever you want to say is a matter of of, of taking responsibility, which uh, much of which is negative. Yeah, not like what's all the cool stuff I get to do in bossing people around. It's more of who's going to who's going to Take the blow of whatever this means. Man up and do it. Well, listen Don't to the, listen to this. I mean, I'm not even going to specifics like that. I'm just I, what I'm saying right now is this: that um, that this, generally speaking, the complementarian just sees the differences and believes that we should uh, recognize differences between men and women. We should promote the strengths of those differences within mm -hmm. men and women. That we should normalize this within society, and that here's the key one at the very end: that we should celebrate it. It's a good thing. This is something that is wonderful. The way that uh, we have been created. If you're a Christian, you say we've been created by God, or just that we've been created. However, whenever we're talking about complementarian and egalitarian, I want everybody to understand. I know you guys understand this. There is a big spectrum, mm -hmm. and there are the extremes. The extremes on the egalitarian side would be feminism. Right. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. I mean, uh, well, maybe I mean, even you, beyond that. What I is think that trans. Uh, if you if you're really going all the way out to the edge, you're going trans. You're just you're obliterating the distinctions entirely. Could be, or you could be men haters, right? What is that? A uh, not a misogynist, but a misandrist. Yeah, Misandry. there you go. Yeah, misandry. Yeah. So you've got that side that's way over there, and then on the way on the other side of the complementarian side, you've got. Not only patriarchalism, which is what you know, a lot of people who are speaking against this view just want it to be called at all times. Mm -hmm. I don't like that at all. But uh, but also kind of the, the the women haters, woman beaters, the just the controllers, and way way over there. And then you got and you got those people who say, like we were talking about earlier, John, you have to take leadership. Period. There's you, you because of your view, because of complementarianism, because of what the Bible says. All these things you could say. John, you have to, even though you may not be good at it. Maybe you're not prepared for it. Maybe you don't have the personality for it. Maybe mm -hmm. you don't have the giftedness for it. But that is it. It's over because of our view. And then you've got people that go way towards the middle, and they may say something like, you know what? Men should be brought up as males, and that means something, right? 
I mean, there, there's something about manhood. What does it mean to be a man? You can define that as a complementarian. You really can't. I'll make the argument later. You can't as an egalitarian. But at the same time, all your, uh, you recognize the differences. And maybe you get into a family. Maybe you get into a church. Maybe you get into Israel at the time of, uh, who is it, Deborah, who is the judge. And there aren't any men around. And the men aren't taking the leadership role. Um, there are people who are complementarians who would say, well, in those cases, you know, the woman is supposed to. But that does not violate the complementarian position of there are differences. We should recognize, promote, normalize, and celebrate those differences. Um, because there can be a big spectrum there, right? Now, yeah. on the other side with egalitarianism, I don't see that there really is that big of a spectrum. Because um, as an egalitarian, it's not just that you, you can't start with, yeah, we recognize all the differences between men and women, but we think that most of the time, you know, it's more equal than not. Once you recognize the differences, there is kind of this, this place that you either have to you either have to give up on all the differences altogether, and this is just an argument I'm making, and I'll make it more later. You have to give up on all the differences altogether, maybe just going down to, yeah, they just have different reproductive organs. Uh, that's it. Uh, or you have to recognize those differences and become somewhat a complementarian. Somewhat. Because the moment you recognize those differences is the moment you either say those differences inherently can be good, and yeah. function good, or we need to get rid of them. And once you say you recognize those differences and they can be good, you are somewhat of a complementarian. And so I don't want I don't want anybody here to act as if, well, I got to take one position. There's just there's well, just can a we recognize? Line. And I know we're hogging the mic and, and um, Carrie, we, we should grant her permission to speak <laughs> Actually, a few times as long did. as her head is covered uh, when she does so. Right. I think I have my sunglasses on top of my head, so that counts. Um, well, I don't really have anything to add to this so far. You well, can know, we, can we say this, in. too, about, about the nature of people? Sin, being what it is, causes people to screw this up oh, yeah. really bad. And so if you look at society at large, I mean, I think uh, you see the two extremes of what sin does in the, in the relations of the sexes. So that the inherent desire of some men to um, to use their, their, their natural strength yeah. and... Put women into positions of complete subservience and fear of them because of their their anger, their you know whatever their wrath and um, their problems and their sexual desires and their just sheer physical strength over them and so on. That that will always be part of human yeah. human life on Earth. And but on the other hand, on the other hand, the other side of that, the other side of the horse that sin causes the men to just fall right off of, is the opposite one where. Look across society and notice how notice men abdicating responsibility. The emasculation to not of, be men. Of men yeah. They they won't even embrace masculinity at all. And if they're if they're woke enough, they almost feel guilty for being yeah. manly, yeah. and so they feminize themselves to appear more acceptable and tolerant. Well, what is what is the deal now that's going on? They won't be the, fathers. They won't they won't accept. You know what I mean? They won't they won't. Um, what's the term? What's the work? term that they're using now for whatever you're? Because we got that. Metro guy in Texas who has uh, his son who's with his mother and she, yeah. he's seven years old and she's she's wanted him yeah. to take the pills to right. block chemical castration yeah, to, to block sure. the uh, mm -hmm. puberty yeah and um, th there's a term that he uses because the guy is not against at least he says I'm the, 
not against him being a girl. He just needs to make his decision. And that, the situation is there's a man and a woman who have a seven-year-old kid. Uh, they actually had twins, so they're two seven-year-old kids. But one of them, they both say, wants to be a girl. And the mom, they got a divorce. Mom has custody. And the mom wants to uh, begin the transformation process yeah. starting now through, uh, you know, psychology and a little bit later through a lot more of the... Of the Medically, uh, yeah. 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 Uh, but uh, here's the deal is uh, the society has kind of gone to this. And they they said, the guy said, well, I'm all for... This uh, uh, watch and wait. That's what they call it. Watch and wait. I'm all for this quote unquote watching and waiting that we all should do. We just watch and wait, right? So for what they're going to be. And his isn't uh, uh, clearly, that's not uh, rooted in any kind of moral conviction. Well, he's, just, a, he's a Greek he, Orthodox. Well, and, and well he has no, spoken. but I think ultimately it, it's not a moral conviction. You can clearly say it's not a moral conviction to watch and wait to see what gender your child chooses to be. I think it's probably more to do with the the repercussions, the physical repercussions that can come from that. From Because just for, in terms of brain development, um, a, a human, their de brain isn't fully developed oh, yeah, until they're yeah, in their yeah, mid-20s. I so I think that's his chief concern, well, uh, as opposed to a moral one. Well, think of it this way. This is what we are at. And remember, I wonder if I said we need to talk about why we're doing this. Here's where we're at. We're at situations where this happens, and you, you are told to watch and wait, which basically means... Don't instill within him any biblical manhood or womanhood. Now they're they're going to they're in court and they've just got done with a lot of court proceedings and stuff up and down. But his mom was trying to make sure that he did not call him uh, according to his male name and did not use male pronouns that are dead yeah, male pronouns. Dead naming and the that child, was as they that say. was the big deal at the court. It were ruled against it, but that's where we're at. We're at this watch and wait period. To where we don't know what well, it means see, to build in and, biblical man, or let's just say manhood well, and womanhood. And see, here's the thing, though. You're talking about something that is of the culture. But um, the question is, is this translating over into the church? Definitely is. Well, and that, that's, what sets up, that's what sets up the recent some fighting that's been happening, which does, is not a good look for the church. But yeah. no. With I the think, John MacArthur, is that what you're talking here's about? What, here's what I think. I think, you tell me if I, you don't see it this way, but just kind of trying to study the timeline and see where yeah. it's, how it's come to this. I think that the culture, you know, it, it's gone straight up loopy with this stuff. I mean, you know, like the, the tampon company recently, they, yeah, yeah. they decided always. it's, yeah. it it's going to change yeah. because... It, Just you know, so you know, it, it was pads, not tampons. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> you need a woman. I know, but that's that's how unwoke I am. I should, I should be... I you should, should have know known this. that, it's, yeah. It's my patriarchal... Oh, yeah, so they I, took off the... Yeah. the, the the like sort of historical the women the woman symbol, symbol. The woman yeah. symbol. because how dare they assume that only women would be buying those and using them right yeah. see that's where it's at yeah. so right. what i think happens is people in the in the you know long standing <clears throat> old school you know people that have been teaching the bible for years and years look out at the culture they don't recognize it it looks like it looks like the mad max out there it's just it's wild i mean yeah. it's insane and i think they think to themselves this is this is crazy and and then they worry, right, rightly so. These, they got to go to the Christian bookstore. They might read Christian websites, and they say they see up and coming Christian leaders and writers and authors and everything starting to maybe give a nod, starting to maybe yeah. throw a little, you know, throw them a bone, starting to kind of feel that they sense got, of pressure. They're right about this. We've we been need wrong to about be this. more sensitive. We need to address the the marginalized, and they start to go, oh no, what if this, what if this dark cloud of insanity? 
comes on into the church and takes over our minds and lobotomizes yeah. all of us. And I think they get worried about it. So they kind of like garrison the fortress. Yeah. So then an old guy like MacArthur, who, let's face it, most of these old guys, they have they do they have a history of grossly mistreating women? I mean, I doubt it. No. Ask their wives, ask their daughters. Now, ask the women in their are church. There, are there subtle ways that kind of good old boyism has sometimes kind of, you know, probably not treated women the way they should? Yeah, that's human nature. I think there is some of that. I've seen that, okay? Yeah. So you could repent of that and say, but that's not egregious. That's not like, I didn't put hands on a woman yeah. or, you know, whatever. But but then they they start to kind of like, you know, um, circle the wagons. And then the way they can come off, and I think he probably did come off this way, is kind of like an, an old, a crusty old geezer and an old jerk and someone who don't like women too good. He did, and he, well, you know, the, the thing that we're talking about is John MacArthur, and he's doing this interview that they do every single year. Women's need it, to stay in that kitchen. I, Make me a sandwich! Yeah, it has something to do with Beth Moore preaching, yeah. and somebody said, give me one word on Beth Moore, yeah. and he said, go home. Yeah. You know, and everybody laughs, and I don't, I, you know, I don't like this stuff, but, you know, you're just going to have this, and whenever you're common, and, and you're always going to joke about other things. My question, though, why was no one raising a stink last year when he said about Stephen Furtick, unqualified? Yeah. But that's partly, but carry to your point, that's partly because yes, of the atmosphere. exactly. Because this so, is a tense and, situation, and let's yes. face it. And that's why I don't have it, a, a, a well, it, issue with him saying to her, go home. It comes in the context, though, of a long I, history. I get it. And, it and made, the fact is, we, I remember, look, debating this stuff in seminary classes, yeah. it was a little tense then. That was way before all this yeah. crap came down the, the line. And it was tense then because it was like, well, what are we saying here? And and it was, they were good discussions. But now that this, that now that there's hypersensitivity, everybody's walking on eggshells. Everyone's ready to be outraged. Yeah. I think that um, I'm not saying it was some. I'm not saying they did some grievous wrong and you know, like, oh, tear your clothes, put on the sackcloth. I'm just saying, let's not give extra ammunition. We've probably got to be a little careful. And and if we turn it, this into a talk show environment. And if it looks like it's a Jerry Springer show and MacArthur's the guest and he's just getting off cuties and one-liners and everyone yeah. goes, yeah! yeah! That just makes us look stupid. Yeah. And it gives, and, and it just makes the outside well, it just, world It just hardens everybody in whatever sense. position they're in, too. But then and that, I, yeah. I think that's what we got to, if we're doing this this series, you know, we need to be, it, it is best we can to be tactful. But I don't mean by that you can't be passionate. I don't mean by that you can't have fun. I, I hate it whenever all of a sudden you're just so scared of offending anybody. You sound like a robot. You don't have any fun. You know, just everybody needs to lighten up whenever we're talking about it. And and but but we do whatever position we're in because of the sensitivity or because of the cultural condition right now. You've got to be tactful. You got to think about what it's going to do. What what you say is going to do. And hopefully we're able to do that. I don't know. We'll, we'll just see well, as we I, go forward. And what's the difference between being tactful and being timid? Maybe that's what we can kind of hit, that's hit on that in the next episode. Theology 